it can impact everyone. No one is free of procrastination. I myself procrastinate. Um, and it's, you know, identifying, you know, why am I procrastinating? What What's the influencer? You're listening to CWC Talks, a podcast from the University of Florida Counseling and Wellness Center. In each episode, we discuss mental health topics related to the experience of being a student and share the struggles and joys of taking care of your mental health while in college. Please note, CWC Talks is not a substitute for counseling and may be sensitive for people who have experienced trauma. All guests' views are their own and do not speak for the CWC, the University of Florida, or the mental health profession as a whole. I'm here with Rosalind today, and we're going to be talking about time management and sleep. And um, Rosalind, if you could just introduce yourself for the listeners and talk a little bit about your role at working at Gatorwell. Yes. So thank you, Chelsea, for having me uh, today. As mentioned, my name is Rosalind, and I'm a health promotion specialist with Gatorwell. Um, and I cover primarily our sleep programming, as well as some of our, our time management programming as well. And I am a certified wellness coach working with students one-on-one as well around a variety of different health topics. Awesome. Really glad to have you. I know managing time, like sleep, sleep schedules is something I think just about everyone struggles with from time to time. Um, I know I struggle with it a lot. And I know the students um, I work with and see it's something that can really impact so many different parts of your life. Um, So I just want to just start off asking you, what does time management mean? you know, what does it look like? And, you know, what does it look like when you're doing really well with your time management or when you're struggling with it? Yeah, so that is a great way to start. Um, Time management and sleep really can impact your whole entire day, your week, month, everything is pretty tied to, to sleep and time management. Specifically, you know, what is time management? Um, I like to think about it as a continual process of planning, of creating an organized uh, schedule or uh, a plan for yourself um, where you are effectively able to manage different tasks and responsibilities. When you think about, you know, what does that look like? Um, Are you able to show up on time? Are you early? Are you turning in assignments uh, on time? Do you feel that you're able to also balance, you know, um, going to hang out with friends um, or maybe going to work out or uh, going home and seeing family and, and, and friends? Um, so are you able to do all those things while also balancing with your, your school and your academics? I think sometimes when we start to feel pressure, um, you know, when you start to feel a little bit of stress, stress can sometimes cause from not managing our, our time as well. Um, when we start to feel maybe a little bit uh, overwhelmed as, as, as well, that can be a sign of maybe we're, we're not managing our time as well. Um, so that's what I think of when, when I think of what does it look like when we're, we're thriving or when we're struggling with our time management? Yeah, I think that's a great explanation of it. Um, and kind of thinking about all of the things a student might have to juggle. We know that 
time, the amount of time they have is finite. Um, you know, you can't always do everything that you might want to do or everything that seems to be maybe on your plate at one time. Um, so what are some ways a student could um, or tools a student could use to maybe manage their time when they have a lot of different priorities? Yes, I think as college students, you know, rather if that's, you know, undergrad, graduate, professional, this is one of the times in your life when you are really juggling so many things. Um, I remember as an undergrad, just having work and family and, and school and, you know, internships all at the same time while also trying to have fun. So there are so many things on a student's plate. And I think, um, strategies to help you manage your time, definitely getting some sort of device or a planner, a calendar, something that you are able to physically write everything down, giving yourself a roadmap, um, you know, creating some sort of uh, a visual of what are the things you have to get done? What is actually important to you? And I think that's also a, a good thing to bring up as well. Um, thinking about what is actually important, what are your priorities for yourself and, and getting those things done first or spending the, your most amount of time in those areas. Um, because if you're able to work on things that are important to you, you feel um, motivated, you have more focus. Um, it also starts to decrease those feelings of being overwhelmed, um, decreasing a little bit of that stress as well, because you're getting things done on your to-do list that are important. And that's another great way also to, to um, manage your time. Just think about that is to create a to-do list. That's an easy way and writing it down, getting it out of your mind and putting it on paper, I would say be a, a great just first step there. Yeah. Sometimes I even have the to-do list that I use after I've done something just to kind of feel that <laughs> sense of accomplishment. Um, yeah. yeah, but it sounds like really understanding what's important and finding a way to kind of map it out or write it down and make a plan. Exactly. Is there any like specific planners or apps or anything like that that you use or that you mm -hmm. recommend? Sure. So I am a huge fan of just the old school planner, um, you know, the physical book that I could put in my bag. Uh, and for a couple years now, I've used, oh, I can't remember the exact name, but it, it's, it has an elephant. Um, you can buy it uh, at a couple of places. I can't remember the name, but something with the elephant, just Google elephant planner. Um, I really like that a lot. It breaks it down by the day and the week. Um, you have a little goal setting section. And then apps. Um, I have a few students that I work with that really enjoy uh, Habitica. It's an app that helps you set a goal and then um, builds an accountability to reach that goal, as well as the app Forest where you plant a digital tree uh, and you set a goal for yourself and that tree will grow as you meet those, those, um, those markers. If you don't meet those markers, that tree will begin to, to, to die. <laughs> so it's kind of serious, um, but <laughs> so that one I personally can't use, but, um, and then also the, there's a variety of different, um, they call it like Pomodoro apps. And this is a great app to help you when you're studying 
or trying to build in um, focus in, in your, into your tasks. Um, so those would be the ones I would recommend. I've heard, so um, Pomodoro, I've heard that name before. Is, is that like a technique too for time management? Yeah. Yes. So this is a big technique that I encourage students, especially if they're um, struggling with procrastination, that is um, driven by um, focus, lack of focus or lack of of motivation. And basically it is uh, setting a timer for 25 minutes for four rounds. Um, So each of those 25 minutes, you are working as hard as you can, um, as diligently as you can on that task. After those 25 minutes, the timer will end. You then get to take a five-minute break. Do whatever you want in those five minutes. But then at the end of that break, you come back and you do another 25 minutes. By the end of a Pomodoro, uh, that would have been four rounds of 25, you would have studied for an hour straight on whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. So this builds in breaks into your schedule, gives you those mental kind of stretch breaks, allows you to get up, move, um, and that can help you stay focused on your task. Yeah, I, I, that sounds like it takes a lot of the pressure off of like feeling like, oh, I have to just keep chugging along at this thing forever. Mm-hmm. And um, just, I think knowing that, okay, in 20 minutes, I can take a break and having exactly. that set amount of time. That sounds really exactly. helpful. And it's helpful too, for folks who struggle with putting in breaks, as you mentioned, this automatically gives you that break. Yeah. I know. Can, I wanted to talk a little bit more about procrastination because I know that's something like in particular that a lot of people really struggle with. And it's often just this feeling like a lifelong struggle that mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of overcome. So if you have any kind of insight on why that happens or tips on overcoming that. Yeah. So procrastination it can impact everyone. No one is free of procrastination. I myself procrastinate. Um, And it's, you know, identifying, you know, why am I procrastinating? What's the influencer? Is it, um, you know, motivation? Is it stress? Is it maybe a a self-doubt around whatever the task might be? Um, Is it, boring? Is it difficult? You know, what's really causing that procrastination? And then developing or having a couple of strategies in your back pocket to help you, um, you know, overcome or mitigate that, that, that procrastination, because it, it'll always kind of be there. Um, it's not going to completely go away, but it's just kind of recognizing it. I, I, I think, And students are not alone with procrastination. Um, I think our data, I don't know the exact numbers. I I can't remember them exactly, but procrastination is is shown to be one of the top 10 um, impediments to to academic success. So students are not alone. This is is happening to many students on our campus um, and something we're seeing more nationally as well. So there are ways to, 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 to overcome or mitigate, um, it's just finding what works best for you. So for myself, I like to break down big tasks, new tasks, difficult tasks into smaller, more manageable pieces and just start small. And then almost like um, back in the day, the little um, 
the engine that could, that I can, you know, I think I can, I think I can. And it's kind of building small until you build up that momentum. Um, so that's a big, um, you know, strategy. I encourage students. Um, also, let's see what else is a, is a big one. The Pomodoro is, I use that myself too, especially in the late afternoon. That's kind of my time of like, Ooh, I'm a little tired here. Let's put on that Pomodoro app and keep me moving. Um, and then, yeah, so I would say the first thing is so identifying what's causing that procrastination. Yeah, I, I think it's helpful that you mentioned like how prevalent procrastination is and how many people struggle with it. Because I think um, it's if you're procrastinating a lot and feeling really behind it, especially when you're at this university where it seems like everyone is high achieving, doing so well, you know, it starts to, you start to kind of feel sometimes like, well, maybe like I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough or, you know, there's something wrong with me that I can't keep up. Mm -hmm. And I see that when I'm working with my students, you know, kind of, I'm the only one that's procrastinating or I don't see my, my friends struggling with this. You never know. You never know what's going on behind closed doors. I tell my students sometimes, and you're you're not alone. Um, and it's just finding the correct strategies that that work for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and also, if you know, if there are students like that are really struggling with attention attention mm-hmm. deficit disorder, ADHD, things like that, you know, you might need some other kinds of interventions too beside mm-hmm. these. But I think these are still really helpful tools that anyone can, um, you know, try to use. Yes, 100%. I love that you brought up that point. Um, because yeah, it, it, it depends on I think that's a big thing about time and sleep, um, actually, is it's all individualized. It's all you know, what works for you and, and, and reaching out to those services because very fortunate at UF to have a full range of services to, to um, support our students and make sure that they have the best learning environment. Um, but sometimes we, you know, just connecting into those resources. Um, so I always ask, you know, ask for help, reach out to, to our uh, professional staff. We're here for you. Um, make sure you succeed. Definitely. Do you have any other like tips or thoughts about if, you know, you, you made the schedule, you have it and you feel like you just can't stick to it or you're feeling just not motivated or burned out? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, I see this as well. This is, this pops up quite a bit and I always tell students, okay, well, let's take a look at that great plan that you've created. Um, You know, it's great that you've taken that first step. But then look at it and see, is this actually attainable? Um, You know, is your schedule for 24 hours or is it for 30 hours? You know, making sure it's it's actually attainable and then identifying, okay, where am I struggling with this? You know, I'm every Monday, Tuesday, um, Wednesday, I'm doing great. But I find Thursday, Friday, you know, I'm not. I'm not um, meeting meeting the the requirements or the the tasks. So really identify, okay, what's going on with this schedule? Um, And then I always say, break it down, make it realistic. It's okay if you can't work, you know, 10 hours straight on every Friday. That's okay. That's the end of the week. But make it maybe a little bit more realistic. And then think about how do you put in 
some balance, you know, having fun, doing something that interests you, maybe something that's a little bit challenging, but still interests you. This can help with the the focus and and motivation throughout the week because you're building in breaks. You're not just kind of on the grind every single day. You're taking time to rest. You're taking time to to recharge within your schedule. You're you're building that into that schedule. Um, And then something that I personally always uh, find helpful in my schedule when I'm finding um, like near the end of the semester, I know students are tired, staff are tired too. I get a little tired as well. Um, So, you know, building in some uh, breaking down tasks, sorry, breaking down tasks in those smaller pieces again. And saying like, okay, I'm feeling a little tired. I'm losing a little focus. Let's just make this a little bit smaller of a task. Build off a couple extra breaks. Um, so that's what I always tell students. It's okay if you lose focus and motivation, feel a little bit, you know, kind of, you know, burnt, burnt out a little bit. But just build in some breaks, some rest, and, and you know, maybe scale back on that schedule a little bit. Yeah, kind of taking a more holistic kind of view of your, your whole schedule and being realistic. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of times with me, like I might underestimate how long it takes me to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, And just being realistic about like, okay, this is how much I can actually accomplish in a day helps me to Mm -hmm. kind of stick to things and, you know, make more realistic plans for getting stuff done. Yeah, I, you know, thank you for bringing up that point. That is a huge, a huge strategy I, I tell students is, you know, overestimate the amount of time it takes for yourself, especially in the beginning of a semester and near the end when we're starting to feel a little bit tired or when the task is new. Give yourself more time. It's okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about sleep. I know we kind of mentioned that already is just another really important thing to kind of look at. And um, that affects, you know, so much of our mental health, well-being, ability to succeed and, um, you know, feel good. Um, So can you talk to me just a little bit more about, you know, why sleep is so important and, you know, how it affects us when we might not get enough sleep or might not get good sleep? Yeah. So sleep, um, I'm always surprised to, to, to see how much it really does impact our, our bodies and our success within the day. It contributes to so many things. Um, our ability to, to learn, our processing speeds, alertness, focus, consolidating, you know, what we are learning. Um, it goes into our mood, our immune system. Uh, I'm probably forgetting some, but pretty much everything we need to show up and be our best selves. Uh, I like to tell students, it's kind of the easiest way to get good grades as well. Just getting those seven to nine hours of sleep. You wake up, you're refreshed. And you can take on the day because your body and in your mind is, is, is ready. It's, it's rested. Um, so a lot, it impacts a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I know I, this is something I definitely struggle with is not, you know, going to bed as early as I should or <laughs> struggling with waking <laughs> up when I need to. Um, and that being said, like, what are some strategies if you're someone that might naturally be a night owl, but might need to go to bed a little bit earlier? 
um, than you might want to or naturally do, what are some ways you can create um, kind of a better bedtime routine for yourself? Yes. So you're basically just kind of outlining my life. I am a, <laughs> I'm a night owl. If I had my way, <laughs> I get moving around like 9 p.m. and I'm just, I can be super active, but I have to be at work like 8 a.m. So, <laughs> so I've had to adjust over the years. Um, but so definitely uh, creating a relaxing bedtime routine that is a little bit earlier in the evening um, and really allowing your, your body to, to relax and decompress before you get into bed. So that means, you know, maybe turning off the TV, turning off things that will keep you active, keep you, um, you know, wanting to, to stay up later in the evening. There are certain shows that I cannot watch late at night because I just want to keep going. And I, you know, I can stay up late. My body likes to be up late. So I have to kind of regulate and say, no, you know, read this book instead. Um, but really kind of thinking about, okay, if I go to bed at 1030, um, how many hours of sleep will I get? How will I feel when I wake up in the morning? It's going to be such an easier time waking up in the morning um, as opposed to if I, you know, stay up till 2 a.m. and then I'm struggling the next day and in the morning. But basically, I would say, you know, creating that bedtime routine and really starting to also dim the lighting, turn down the, the lights in your space. Our bodies are regulated quite a bit by, by light. Uh, so waking up in the morning, I always say for my night owls, open the blinds, turn on the lights, you know, whatever you have to do to really stimulate natural light, especially in the winter time, um, as well as in the evening, turning down that lighting, creating a, a dim or darker, cooler space as well to kind of signal to your body to start to unwind and to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I know that's going to be a work in progress for myself <laughs> and for a lot of folks out there. Um, but yeah, I think the like following through with those tips is something that's um, really helpful if that's something you're struggling with. Um, so I know in, in a student, student lifestyle, it can be pretty not unheard of to do some all-nighters. Mm -hmm. or um, take a lot of naps during the day. Can you talk about, you know, what the impact of that is and how to sure. recover from that? <laughs> yes. Anything? Yeah. So one, naps, we'll start with naps. Um, naps are not a bad thing. I am not anti-nap or anything like that. You know, I made it through grad school um, as a napper. Uh, but I will say how long you are taking that nap and uh, when, when you're taking that nap in the day is important. So really keeping those naps to quick 20, 30 power naps, you know, giving your, your, your body a quick rest, you know, your mind a quick rest, and then getting up before your body goes into deep sleep. Uh, once you start to go into deep sleep and you pull yourself out of that, then that's when you wake up groggy, you, you're not feeling refreshed. Um, so really keeping them to 20 minutes or less, or excuse me, 30 minutes or less. Uh, if you can't go to uh, sleep within 30 minutes, 
maybe you shouldn't be taking a nap. Um, and I'd say, you know, maybe try taking a walk around the block instead. Maybe you're just kind of losing focus. Um, and then in terms of the daytime, try and keep it on, you know, early afternoon, late, late um, morning around then. So that's not impacting your, your sleep cycle. And then the cramming, uh, pulling those all-nighters. I know what happens. Uh, you know, I've, I put in some late hours myself back in the day. And, you know, sometimes even now if Netflix gets me. Um, but I will say it will impact your energy um, during the day. It's going to impact all those things we talked about. Focus, alertness, um, decision-making, um, you know, even your driving ability as well, because you'll be, you'll be drowsy. Also, there is research that shows that students that, um, stayed up all night or did, um, um, like cramming, late night cramming, um, they actually do not perform as well on exams as opposed to students that go to sleep and get a full seven to, to nine hours of sleep. Uh, so there is research showing that that sleep can help your your academics as opposed to cramming. Yeah. So kind of maybe starting off working on the time management. So mm-hmm. hopefully you don't mm-hmm. have to cram, but you know, exactly. I know we know we know what happens. Mm-hmm. I you know the time. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I just talking about this made me um, remember something I, I read the other day. Um that having a vastly different sleep schedule on the weekends versus weekdays is <laughs> almost like experiencing jet lag. Is, is yes. that true? That is true. That's definitely true. Um, and that's why we, we, we encourage everyone to set that sleep schedule, same wake up in bedtime for every day of the week, including the weekends, because it is um, like you're, you're constantly having jet lag every single uh, Monday morning when you're pulling ourselves up or waking up earlier as opposed to when on the, the weekend. Um, and I like to kind of um, give the example of daylight savings. You know, even that one hour can throw us off and we're struggling for like a week, two weeks to get back onto that sleep cycle. So even within that one hour can definitely impact our sleep cycle. So that's definitely true. Um, Unfortunately, I know everyone likes to sleep in a little bit on the weekend and I do as well, but I say, I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm realistic. Give yourself maybe a 30 minute window um, there instead of, you know, an hour, two hours, you know, keep it within 30 minutes. Yeah. Try and keep it as similar as mm-hmm. possible. And it, it is wild how, how much just even like a little difference can make mm-hmm. and how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, any other you know, tips or things you can think of um, for someone that's just like trying to do these things, but still having a really hard time falling asleep when they go to bed? Yeah. So I would, I would definitely say um, this is all uh, very, very individualized again, you know, it, so if one thing is not working for you, try something new. Um, Our sleep Website's pretty good, I would say. There's tips and, and things there that you can try out, but you have to give yourself time. That's another big thing about sleep. 
any major changes that you want to make with your body takes time. Um, it's just like if you want to grow out your hair, um, maybe you're trying to build muscle mass or something like that. That takes time. Changing your sleep cycle um, also takes time. And then the, the big thing I always will encourage is really building in a relaxing, non-stimulating bedtime routine where you're able to release stress from the day and you're able to get into bed um, on a positive, hopefully, you know, G-stressed um, mood, um, as opposed to kind of getting into bed, holding on to whatever happened in, in the day. So that's the one thing I always encourage students. And if you're still really struggling, uh, you're tossing and turning in bed, get up and really find something to help you relax uh, and, and, and wind down. Um, that's something I've noticed quite a bit in the last year. Um, we're having trouble relaxing, um, not just students. This isn't just happening on our campus, but really finding a way to, to relax and, and, and find, um, you know, I don't want to say like inner peace, but find some way to, to go to bed um, feeling calm um, can help as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when might you, what might be a good sign that, you know, maybe you need some additional help um, besides just maybe trying these tips, like maybe doing a sleep study or counseling or something like that? Yeah, that is a great, a great question. Um, I will definitely say if you are experiencing for an extended period of time, um, you know, the inability to, to go to sleep at all, uh, definitely seeking out, you know, a, a medical provider, clinic, clinical provider, an extended period of time, I would say, you know, a week, definitely moving into two weeks, um, seeking out some assistance. Um, and then if you're finding, you know, also that you are feeling, you know, stress, maybe your grades, uh, are, are, are being impacted. Um, and if you just know your body, you know, and you know that you, you're not feeling as rested as maybe you used to, especially for an extended period of time, um, you know, seek out assistance with any of the resources, um, you know, um, the care team, you matter, you care. Uh, <laughs> you matter, we care. Thank you. <laughs> I knew it was something like that. <laughs> you know, coming into Gatorwell, you know, CWC uh, and, 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 you know, seeking out some of those resources. Um, and then we can find the right, right match mm-hmm. for, where, for where you need to go. Yeah, for sure. Because, it, you know, it can be just miserable not being able to fall asleep. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's really helpful to seek out those and important to seek out those resources because it could be, you know, something else going on. Mm-hmm. It could be a sleep disorder, yes. another mental health issue or a physical issue. So just kind of figuring out what that is. Yes. And that's, that's a really great point too. There are so many things within our body that can impact our ability to sleep. Um, that could be physical or, or, or mental, um, as kind of a, an influencer there. So it is always good to, to, to seek out assistance. Yeah. And then we'll find the right spot. Sure. Well, I appreciate your time so much today. I shared like so many great tips, resources, information, and um, I know it can be easier said than done sometimes, but it's definitely like all of this stuff, you know, is things that take practice. And there's 
um, support available. Um, so any like last, you know, takeaways or things that you'd want to leave with students? Yeah, um, I guess I would say is to give yourself grace, give yourself time as well. If you have a rough day, you know, maybe you're, you didn't follow your schedule as, as much as you wanted, maybe took you um, 20 minutes to fall asleep. Um, that's okay. We all have bad days. Um, but to give yourself time to build new routines, to, to you know, uh, acclimate your body to a new schedule, um, it's okay. Just give yourself that, that grace and that time to put it all into place. Um, I think that'd be my big um, recommendation um, that I have. Love it. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for your time. Bye everyone. Hi, thank you. Thanks for listening. You can find CWC talks on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found. Please leave us a rating and review us. Email us at cwc-talks at ufl.edu with your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. Show notes, resources, and more can be found at counseling.ufl.edu slash cwctalks.